0: Good morning, leaders. Welcome to episode seven of Part of My Lead, the urban podcast designed to influence the everyday leader in you. I'm your host and your grateful influencer, Sharina Hubbard. Oh my gosh, I have missed y'all. What a week it's been, what a couple of weeks it's been i know my word and practice for this year is going to be grace because we all need it i want to thank you for having patience with me and definitely giving me grace last week as i didn't get a chance to even record uh just because of the space that that i was in so thank you thank you thank you for understanding um if you follow me on facebook I had announced there that I was just kind of going through some things and I wasn't able to record Um, last week. I just kind of had like a writer's block or recording block and I just, my mind wasn't in the right space. So I am human. And again, thank you for the grace. Um, I can't promise it won't happen again, but I can promise you that I will try harder not to allow um, negative energy in my space that keeps me from doing what I um, started and doing what I love to do. So today I'm actually coming to you um, um, in kind of a different way. So usually the way that I craft my episodes and stuff, I usually um, craft it and I have like this make to make sure that I am stay on script and I have this longer, uh, not necessarily agenda, but I have like the agenda, but then I also have like detailed talking points. Today, that's not the case. I am all over the place, but with good reason, because I wanted to try to do something. I wanted to try something a little bit different. So I'm actually on my device. um, I'm recording from my computer, but I'm on my device to have my little talking points on there. So today's episode is titled, Does Your Walk Reflect Your Talk? Does your walk reflect your talk? I feel like in leadership, the easiest part is talking. I have no idea why, because usually you could just kind of feel your way through things. and the talking part is the easiest part in my opinion. Making sure that you're walking in a uniformed way is the harder part. So making sure that your your walk reflects your talk talk is actually the challenge the more challenging of them all, in my opinion. So again, like I said, I have some talking points today. And I am trying something a little different, so bear with me. So be you. I want to just just jump right into it. Be you. Walk in your truth. I believe that people follow leaders that are real. People can tell if you're being real or not. So that's the first thing that when you uh, step into to leadership, or if you consider yourself a leader or aspiring leader. Make sure that you be you, be genuine. People pick up on if you're, if you're genuine or not. Another thing I feel like you should do um, as a leader to help you walk your talk is communicate your vision and goals with your team. So like, are your, your goals consistent? I feel like people, it's easy to say, oh, you know, we have our vision here. We have a shared vision. We have a mission. We have goals. But really and truly, half the time, people don't know what those are because they haven't been communicated to them. So make sure that you are communicating them and allowing input and critical revision to help you meet these goals for your organization or for your business. I know I don't want to get it to when I say goals, I don't want to get it confused with like your personal goals. I'm not saying you need to go out and wear your personal goals that you have for yourself like a jacket. I'm not saying that. But I am saying if you are um, like a a leader of an organization or a business and you want your business or organization to grow further, make sure that you are communicating that. The next thing I feel like that will help a leader walk, um, help the leaders walk, reflect their talk is don't ask people to do things that you're unwilling to do. That is probably on my list of, aggro- that just aggravates me. <laughs> That's probably like on the the highest of my list. I I don't understand how people can ask others to perform in a way that they're not willing to perform. This week, I had several conversations with a lot of people. Um, if you don't know, I'm in education, so I'm a edu- I'm in educational leadership. So, I we started back this week, and this week, um, our teachers came back on campus, and you know, with you know, COVID and social distancing and all that, it looked it looked a lot different. Um, we got some compliments, we got some feedback, all of that, um, and it was great. Um, I enjoy seeing all the faces. I just miss human interaction, but that's just my human interaction is like my happy place. So, uh, so that I don't get off track though, what I was getting ready to say is in regards to asking people to do things that you're unwilling to do, um, I think a spot or area or something needed to be cleaned up and, oh, some, oh, one of the rooms wasn't, Um, working right like the air was out or something like that and so like our janitors bust their heart have been working super hard all week um or and all not only all week but like in the weeks in preparation to our teachers coming back and like moving all of this heavy furniture getting these rooms set up making sure things are social distance and so I saw the look of defeat on their face when they realized that oh my gosh we're going to have to move another room in which the room that they were going to have to move was one that they just piled up a lot of desk in so they looked so defeated and so i was like well let me help you out like what can we do i'm running up and down the hallway i'm trying to figure things out trying to help them out and um and my wonderful secretary was with us And so I had said, no, I think it's just the air. How about we're gonna leave this here? I I made a comment like that. And so the janitors had looked at me and I failed to mention that we're borrowing a building because our building's been renovated. So we're borrowing it for, I think like one more week. So um, I was like, well, you know, I had my sleeves rolled up. I'm ready to move these desks with them. And then I made like a minor adjustment and then they looked at me. The janitors had looked at me and they're not ones that's used to working with me because I'm fairly new where I'm at. And so my secretary said, oh, it's fine. You know, She's one of the administrators. She's, she's. If she says that we can leave this like this, it's good. And so they looked at me and they were like, whoa, you're an administrator? And I said, yes. You were getting ready to help us move these desks and clean these desks? And I said, yes. And I said that to say this. I don't feel like they should have been shocked to see something like that. And I'm not knocking anybody else like on my campus or whatever. Because I know I work with a hardworking team and they are willing to roll up their sleeves and do the exact same thing. My shock came that came in when I noticed that they were shocked that I was willing to do janitorial type of services. But I the way I was brought up is you don't ask people to do things that you're unwilling to do. And another way, another thing that um another way I was brought up is. The bigger the title, that's just the more you'll get cussed out. It doesn't matter what your title is; just the higher your title, that just that's the more cursings that you'll receive um, from 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 other people. That that's it. So I feel like if we are willing to make an organization run well, and we're all, we all have one common vision or goal, then we are in this together. Like we are unison. It's all of us. It doesn't matter if you're a janitor, a principal, assistant principal, a teacher, um, a secretary, uh, a volunteer, we're all in this together. So I just feel like you just can't expect people to respect your leadership if you're a fraud and they're able to tell if you're a fraud or not. And I do feel like I gained some respect from the janitors who didn't know me then. And I like, I even want to come in, like I get extra good mornings and stuff and stuff like that. Or how you doing today, ma'am? And stuff like that. They're just some a beautiful set of uh, people that I was willing to help. And so I think like I feel like I gained their respect. Um, Another let's move, just kind of move around along. So another way that your walk can reflect your talk or should reflect your talk. I have a question. In order for you to know if your walk is reflecting your talk, pay attention to the evidence. What does the evidence tell you? You can think that you're the best thing since sliced bread, but the proof is actually in your walk. What are your followers saying about you? How is your leadership being communicated through your walk? Are you following those expectations too? You can't set these rules and these goals and these expectations and you're not following them. Uh, something that bothers me, and I I, I hadn't seen it uh, recently, but something that bothers me um, is when we ask somebody to do something. So let me give you like a minor example. So, oh, you know, we're in a meeting, hey, no technology, we want your full attention. Uh, put your computer screens down, Put you turn your phone over. If it's an emergency, step out. You know, you kind of get those as a norm at, at, before a meeting or something like that. But something that bothers me <laughs> the most is when the person who sets the norms is continuously on their device, meaning any um, leadership. Like if I'm going to set a, a goal like that, it's... Um, I need to make sure or set a norm like that. I need to make sure that I'm following the expectations too. So another example from this past week, um, because some of the administrators were spread out around the building and we were like responsible for a room. And so the room that I was in, like we had, you know, the norms had been set all of that. and the room I was in like they were great. Um, however, I had to be on my phone continuously because the administrators and I had a group message going where we could communicate. So I felt the need to make sure that I let my people in my room know like, hey, you know, I know the norms have been set. I just want you to know that. I'm on my phone continuously because we're doing a lot of troubleshooting behind scenes on our group message. I said, this is not personal. This isn't, um, I'm not I'm not like scrolling through social media or anything like that. I said, but any, it's it's quite a few of us on this group message and we're helping each other troubleshoot. And I feel like the people in my room respected that I told them that. So they knew that I wasn't just sitting on my phone or or watching my phone and or or, uh, texting, doing something personal. So setting those expectations. So also I asked you a question, what are your followers saying about you? Um, I quite a few people do come up to me. I think there's, there are people who are, are maybe like, I don't want to say intimidated or scared, but like, are not the type of people that's going to approach me right away. Okay, Indian, I'm welcoming, uh, with this whole mask situation and having to wear a mask, like you don't, I don't really get to see, people don't really get to see my smile as much, but I am the type of person, like you would rarely know that something's wrong with me because I'm continuing, like you always see my teeth, I'm always smiling or laughing or joking, I'm just a happy-go-lucky person, I do have my down days, even then I still manage to, you know, slap a smile on my face, so um, I am approachable. But what I'm saying is, what, when you're, what are your followers saying about you? Sometimes they won't approach you and tell you what they think of you. Sometimes they'll tell someone else what they think of you. In some kind of way, it circles back to you. And I'm blessed enough to say that the majority of the things that circle back around to me or that I'm approached with or someone sends me a message about is usually very positive or some type of feedback, but it's usually very positive And it's aligned with my talk. So, yes, I'm walking my talk, but I've also had that evidence that proves that I am. Okay. Now I'm not done growing. That doesn't mean that I have it all figured out or anything like that. But the moment that I feel like the talk, the um the feedback that's circling back around to me or the evidence that's coming back out to me doesn't align with my walk, then it's time for me to make some adjustments. All right, the next thing. Are you modeling change or just preaching it? So quick story, you know, I love to tell stories. My grandma Dorothy, <laughs> that lady is something else. So my grandma Dorothy used to play the heck out of this artist named Barry White. And it was this one song that she used to always play. And it was called Practice What You Preach. Like, practice what you preach. Okay, I'm not a singer. Don't make fun of me. But I, when I was a kid, I couldn't understand. Why in the world did she listen to this man singing like this... this this slow R and B song and he's talking about preaching. Like, why does she keep replaying this song? I had no idea what it meant. But of course now, you know, I'm older. I understand, you know, I, cause I was thinking like everything was like, like mm, face value. Like I was analytical. So I didn't comprehend the metaphorical part. So <clears throat> clearly now I, I comprehend what it means to practice what you preach. And so that's why my question is: Are you modeling change, or are you just preaching it? Are you just saying, "Oh, we need to do this. This needs to be changed." You're just talking those things out, but you're not modeling it. You're not. You're not taking steps towards the change. That's another one of my. That's a one of the biggest pet peeves of mine as well. Like it drives me insane when people complain about stuff, but then there's no. There's no solution offered or there's no let's brainstorm this let's talk about this let what can we do to change this or there's no steps forward from that then in my mind stop complaining about it you really don't want change if you're not trying to model what that looks like so make sure you're just not talking about it walk it make sure that your walk is reflecting that talk model the change that you want to see Something else, is your vision aligned with the culture? That's another thing. You can have this beautiful vision, this beautiful set of goals in your mind that you either have or have not communicated, but then there, the, the disappointing part about it is that it doesn't align with your culture, okay? If it's not aligned with your culture, why not? Ask yourself that. So, in my opinion, if the vision has to has been communicated and the expectations have been set, then why don't you give people the freedom to be themselves or the freedom to, to take um control of you know their area in order to help drive you towards your vision or towards your goals? I don't feel like you need to micromanage it. If the if the true vision has been communicated and the expectations have been set. Then all you have to do, I say this, and I think I heard this somewhere, um, probably from one of my teammates, but in, you inspect what you expect. So as long as they're not you know, driving off the path um, of getting towards that vision or meeting the organization's vision or meeting those goals, let them be free. Let them do what, as long as it's not like inappropriate or anything like that, let your people grow, challenge them, like encourage them to be creative. We don't need cookie cutter people in our organization. That's what makes a, you, you need that diverse thinking. You need that diverse learning. You need, just let people be creative. Just set the expectation. Make sure you communicate it and then inspect it. And they should know that you're going to inspect the work. Okay. So again, make sure that your vision is aligned with your culture. Okay. Also, in your walk, are you encouraging, inspiring, and challenging people? If you're not doing any of those things, then your walk definitely does not reflect your talk. You need to make sure that you are encouraging, inspiring, and challenging people. Are you, without a doubt, defending your organization's or company's values? What are your values? Do you even know what they are? Sometimes values are passed down and I see a lot of this too. I know I keep saying I like have all these pet peeves and all this. And so this is another one that kind of aggravates me because anytime I come on to a brand new organization or um, and I've been on a few campuses, that's one of my questions. Like I always want to know what is the campus goals or or what are, are the campus values? What are the district values and stuff like that? And yes, I know I can get on to the internet or the website or something like that and find these things, but I want to see how many people can communicate these things to me. And hasn't been it, it, it rarely is communicated to me. So I even have to do a better job of that. Because if somebody approached me today and be like, hey, what is your organization's values? I'm like, uh, <laughs> uh crickets. <laughs> so I need to do a better job of that um, as well. See, I'm talking about myself. Here we go. But sometimes, and I think the case is, is that a lot of the times values are passed down from year to year or from leader to leader, uh, or they're just posted and not revisited or anything like that. So I really do feel really and truly feel like they get lost in translation. So they're and they're never revisited. So like I said, I need to make sure that I know mine. You need to make sure I'm going to ask you if you know yours, if you don't go out, seek Fine and make sure that you are following your, your, your values. Like I know my team values. I know that, but like the organization as a whole, like what are those values? Okay. So kind of make sure you're well versed in that and make sure that you're walking in that order. You're walking those values, not just talking them. Got it. Almost done here. Y'all hanging there with me. Are you listening more than you um, talk? <laughs> That's a big part of it too. In order to be able to for your walk to reflect your talk, you you need to sit down and be quiet sometimes. And I don't mean that in a negative way. So some people love to hear themselves talk. That's another one that kind of like ah, gives me hives when people like love to hear themselves talk, or they cut other people off and. Um, it just, it bothers me. Or if someone approaches you with a, with a problem and you're over-talking them um, or you're finding some way to relay it back to you and all of that. When, no, that's not, you don't need that all the time. Sometimes you just need to close your mouth. Be quiet, <laughs> be silent. There's a time and a place to be able to offer input or interject or something. There's a time and a place for that, but it, yeah, time and a place is not every single time. And I do witness that quite a bit. It kind of bothers me. You don't have to have a response for every single thing. And that's a problem. I think a lot of people think they have to have a response for everything and they don't. I did mention this in my first episode that there are times when people just want to genuinely feel heard. That's it. So sometimes that just requires you to nod your head and smile or jot down a note or two. And then at the end, after they're talking it after you jotted your notes down, you can you can reflect and meet back up with them, or you can reflect afterwards and say, hey, so I heard you say this, this, and that. Is there a way, anyway, I can help you with that? So that they know that you were genuinely listening. Sometimes when you're running your mouth and people are coming to you with issues and they're talking and you're steady, constantly running your mouth, sometimes things get lost in translation or something gets missed. So make sure that you practice listening, okay? Can't say that enough. All right, and lastly, Are you credible? Are you a credible leader? I'm going to ask that again. Are you a credible leader? I'm not talking about a title. I'm not talking about, and you hear me say this a lot, letters behind your name or letters in front of your name. Are you credible? Just are you a credible person? Are you a credible leader in general? People pick up on if you're blowing hot air or if you're really about that leading to change life. My daddy used to always say that people love blowing hot air. I didn't know what he was talking about besides blowing air into the balloon. But I realized I just meant people just love to run their mouth just to sound good, talking that talk. But, guys, people are really picking up on this. They can tell, if, like I said earlier, if you're a fraud or not and they can change they can they can um uh, pick up on if you're really about that hey I'm leading to change life let me inspire others let me take a few hands and y'all walk with me and we're changing together and then I'm modeling that people pick up on that well that is all for my episode I really do feel like um uh, I just missed y'all I could definitely keep going about this But as a leader, I want you to do everything it takes to make sure that your walk is mirroring, mirroring. I can't say that right. So I use the word reflecting, (laughs) reflecting your talk. Be sure that you are practicing what you preach. Be sure that your values are aligned with your organization and with your culture. Be sure that someone can look at you and say, hey, I'm inspired. And that evidence, you see, that evidence is the proof is in the pudding. Like I said, you can walk and thinking, thinking you're all that and you everything's great, and it's really not because the evidence says otherwise. So pay attention to those things. Again, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Please don't forget to subscribe, share, and continue listening. Also, if you're able to, please leave a review on whatever platform that you are listening to part of my lead on. If you want to connect with me, all of my information can be found on the details page. And last but not least, you already know what I'm getting ready to say. Go lead great on purpose. Love you guys and gals.